You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show here with your host, Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. And today we're going over to Australia. I'm going to be talking to Travis Bell, aka the bucket list guy. He is the number one in the world bucket list expert. I'm so excited to dive into this, Travis, because like I talk about bucket lists every week on my show. Um, so good to have you here. Welcome to the Up Your Brave show. Awesome. Start to be on, Natalie. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Hey, before we dive into like, how did you become the bucket list guy? How have the last three years been for you? Because you and I met when we were both judges on a kind of homeschooling project that our lovely friend Karen Tui Boys did. That's how you and I connected. Um, But how generally, because we didn't really get a chance to chat. We were just judging their projects. How have things been for you? Where are you geographically in Aussie and how have things been on the last three years? Yeah, yeah. When I look back on the last three years, uh, not so fond memories because we had COVID, we had the pandemic and, you know, so I'm a keynote speaker primarily. I do coaching and authoring and blah, blah, blah. But so I'm a keynote speaker. All right. So no big events are being held around the world. All right. That's cool. That's great for business. Sarcasm. Yeah. Um, no one's coming together. Uh, not let a fly. Uh, and I'm my topic is bucket lists. And so no bucket list happening. No, no. T- so at the end of the day, it wasn't good for the first of those three years, but for the last for the last year, it certainly has been. Everyone's bounced back. And I guess it's a blessing in disguise when, you know, the mess my message isn't just about, as you'll learn, isn't just about running around the world and ticking a whole bunch of stuff off your bucket list. It's really about mental health. It's about, it's really is a positive psychology message, how to have, you know, more meaning, purpose and fulfilment in your life. And I think what we witnessed during the pandemic was a lot of people recalibrating on their happiness. So mm-hmm. a lot of people recalibrating on what gives them, you know, purpose and meaning. And so did a lot of, had to pivot, did a lot of virtual calls, a lot of, you know, podcasts like this and um, but coming out of it, you know, we're back to we're back to levels, uh, unprecedented levels, busy as a one arm drummer now, which is uh, which is good. So you mean you as a speaker in demand now, people are ready to start thinking about their goals again in the future. Yeah. And, and, it, and it helped me, I guess, uh, recalibrate on what I was actually, you know, what my message actually was, too. You know, we live in a world that is pretty transient, you know. Like I, I speak primarily, you know, I'm a keynote speaker. So with that, we've now got this weird hybrid environment within companies especially uh, where we've got hot desks of people who are working from home and people that, you know, trying to run a company and trying to form any sense of culture or togetherness, mm. some sort of tribe is is seemingly really, really hard, like a lot harder than it was pre-pandemic, right? Because people have opted to work from home more they've, or they're coming to the office just a little bit. So so trying to actually create some engagement and some stick is what I love really focusing the message on. And, and I did pivot the message towards that. Um, and, and about personal happiness, personal fulfilment um, in these times of 
the pandemic that we all faced. We all did the big recalibration. So many people started businesses, finished businesses, took stock and went, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be stuck in traffic anymore. I'm going to work from home. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to start a side hustle and and here we go. Because I wasn't happy, but it just it it just it was a forced it was a forced break that everyone took. Um, but yeah, back back to back to above normal now. And uh, you know, for the last year and a half, I guess I've been um, yeah, been really busy. And, and people, the cool thing is about that environment is people, especially straight after the pandemic, people just love coming together again because. You know, even though we're more connected through social media and online and Zoom and, you know, like we are now, um, people actually just love coming together. We are mammals after all. We love being part of a tribe. That's part of our DNA. And you can see people, you know, at these conferences, annual retreats, et cetera, come together, of which I'm a speaker at, come together and really enjoy each other's company, I think a lot more uh than they were previously so that's just you know also coming together but also probably partly because of your topic it's uplifting but also fostering i imagine a deeper connection between people because it is a conversation starter or suddenly they're like wait a minute we've worked together for six years and i never knew you wanted to you know whatever their thing is like i never knew you wanted to like go skydiving like oh my gosh is that what you find I've found that for the last 12 years. I've been the bucket list guy uh, for the last 12 years. So, um, you know, I've been, you know, which is crazy because I've, I've never had a job in my life. You know, I, I, I was a lifeguard, um, but I started my my first business in third year uni um, in the personal training industry. So I was a personal trainer for 20 years, founded and franchised a chain of personal training studios, did over 2 million personal trainings, not just me, but my team and I, um, over 300 personal trainings, you know, and, and did that for 20 years and, and franchised a, a chain of personal training. And so we helped tens of thousands of clients across Australia and their families. Um, went through about a depression. You know, things got really interesting, I'll say the least, uh, there were a period of time and had some cancerous sort of people and events that have happened to me in my life. Down the you know down the rabbit hole I went, pretty uh, pretty grim place. Um, but instead of going on the like the heavy antidepressants and putting basically a band aid over the top of it, mm. I uh, that's that's where I went to the course. I forced myself to go to the courses, learn all about psychology, learn about NLP, learn about about all this stuff. You know, walked on fire with Tony and ayahuasca and burning man and you know trying to find myself a personal <laughs> development journey we've all probably been through and uh i'm still going through it and uh a mate of mine about a year and a half into it said trap why don't you teach this stuff and it was like a light bulb moment um and a kind of over personal training at that stage and uh yeah then literally a month a month later i uh, put on a talk had to nearly pay the 40 people to come to that talk um, I packaged down everything I've been learning on my entrepreneurial journey as well. And about halfway through, I started sharing the fact that I had a list to do before I die, written down since I was 18. No one knew this about me. I started sharing it, inspired the group. And then uh, um, right at the end of it, Joe, one of the participants said, 
Trav, how's all this list to do before you die stuff? You're you're like the it's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy. <laughs> and I went, bing, light bulb yeah, moment. There it is. And I went home that night and registered the bucketlistguy.com. Now here's the kicker. I was on the Google machine. <gasps> I know. Squatters, right? Yeah, who's like the Mac Daddy? Who's like the king of bucket lists in the world? Oh, look, no one. So I literally called myself the world's number one bucket list expert. It's on the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I literally called myself the world's number one because no one else was. And uh, and now 12 years later, I'm probably more passionate about my topic and where it's gone. You know, it's an inch wide, a mile deep. You know, I, I talk- thought you were going to say someone else took the URL before you could get it. No, you got your hands on it. No, 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 no. I've got you know that's me and and um and defranchised my whole business went on you know went online and and now since then again for the last 12 years been spoke on what spoke on every continent so far except for antarctica so i'm still waiting for that antarctic gig <laughs> so anyone out there that's wants a speaker our bucket list to come down antarctica i'll tick that off the off the bucket list, but no, it's you know speaking, coaching, writing the books, doing the TED talks, um, and now we've got certified bucket list coaches around the world teaching this stuff as well. So, so founder and CEO of that with a business partner, and um, but more and more fired up about what I do now more than ever, you know. So it's got better and better and better, and I can't believe as a serial entrepreneur, I'm um, I can't believe I'm still doing the same thing. Isn't life fascinating? You know, I often talk about this analogy of, you know, we go through life collecting experiences. You never really know where we're heading, but I love it for you. It's the personal training, which you franchised. It was massive, all these staff. So people that you obviously mentored, motivated, managed, and things like that. But then having that bout of depression where you really had to like feel things and and navigate your way through and not take medication to numb the pain, but find strategies and tools. And then to bring that all together with this bucket list, it's just so cool the way life just ends up guiding us and we can call on those skills that we gathered on the way. Yeah, hundred percent. And it, and it's so, so the message is, you know, less about just running around the world and ticking stuff off. Mm. Um, that's easy. Anyone can do that, but it, 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 what underpins the message? I say, you know, a bucket list is a tangible life plan where your career plan and your business plan should fit into your life plan, not be the other way around. You know, so it really gives a, a, a tangible why, a reason for getting out of bed in the morning, as it was for me. And it has done for a lot of people. You know, I talk about depression, I talk about mental health, I talk about engagement in life, both in mm-hmm. work and in life and, you know, relationships and all that sort of thing when I talk. And that resonates with, especially the mental health thing, it resonates with at least 30% of the audience, you know, acutely. Um, so I guess I've spun the message to suit, to, to help, you know, even more people. Um, so the journey sort of started more off all about me, but now it's about we. It's about how much of an impact I can make. And through my coaches that I've partnered with, you know, we're all help, you know, helping more and more people, you know, year on year, which is really cool. So, yeah, it's um, but it's also given me license to run around the world and <laughs> all the stupid stuff, stupid shit that I want to do, and it's a tax deduction. Smart. Well, what I love is that topic. You know, it really resonates and it's relevant with everyone in your audience, but also today, obviously, it is relevant for everyone in my audience too, because everyone. 
I would imagine some people would say, oh, I don't have a bucket list or I don't, I can't really think of anything. But once you get the ball rolling, you give them a couple of examples. I mean, everyone can put together a, a list of sorts of things that they want to do, be, or experience in their lifetime. So I'd love you to share with us, you know, what are some of the common ones or the ones that you just see cropping up? And what is one that you heard someone have? And you're like, wow, I have never heard that before. Well, we got, we got, um, how do you go for swearing on this? Well, we try not to, the S words is a little all right, but try not to. Okay. Okay. Well, still be yourself, but try not uh, to. In the book, I go through, there's three types of lists, right? Okay. There's, um, and, and I'll circle back to your question. There's the future bucket list, which is what we all think, you know, is a, is a set of goals that we want that are personally meaningful to us. Um, and it's a holistic list. And that's all well and good. But we've also got a reverse bucket list. That's everything that we've done in our life as if it were in a bucket list all the way along. So it's important to do that mm. first, first bucket list before you do the future because, you know, we live in such a forward-facing world, the next thing, the next goal and that sort of thing that we forget about what we've actually done. But if you stop, pause, reflect and just for your listeners right now, if they just wrote down five things that they've done in their life as if they were in a bucket list all the way along, it's surprising what they'd actually, you know, dig up. My suggestion is to build out that list just as much as you build out your future list. Um, so obviously once you tick off something on your uh, future bucket list, it goes over onto your reverse bucket list and, you know, let's hope everyone out there lives a regret-free life and does everything that they want to do in their life and has the means to do it as well. Uh, to help them live a regret-free life. That's what, you know, that's what it's all about. Um, and so that's the human experience. You know, that's what we, we you know, Die With Zero, the, that book by Bill Perkins is about, you know, dying with all the experiences um, and be the example for others to follow, be the example of an adventurous, fun, kind um, person that's, glass half full rather than half empty right and so the other so we've got a reverse bucket list we've got a future bucket list and we've also got this other list and it starts with an f and it it, it rhymes with truck a truck it a truck it list got it go with that <laughs> and that's all that you don't want to do simple as that so I went to Mount Everest base camp with dad through Tibet and we went to the north the north face of the north side and we went up to a Crampon Point, which is 6,500 metres, and on that side of Mount Everest, uh, 6,500, you're between camps two and three on the Nepalese side, so you're pretty high, pretty pretty low on oxygen. Um, we weren't climbing to the top of Everest. Uh, we were just peeling off at advanced base camp. We went with a group of uh, 10 summiters, so my mate um, was having a crack at the top, and and he invited us to come along with their expedition team, which was amazing. And uh, I had climbed Mount Everest on my bucket list, of course. But I got to Crampon Point. I had a massive headache, like a serious hangover. I was throwing up in the morning. I didn't want to be there. I looked north, as in up in the air, and I could see the top of Everest, you know, the top that I could see. It was two kilometres more from where I was. And I went, no, nah, don't want to do that. I'm good. And so that went from my bucket mm. list to this truck at list that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a bunch of things that we just do not want to do and that's okay. It's not, you know, when, what's really special is when 
people are in you know my rooms whether it be virtual or or face to face and we start comparing lists mm-hmm. um no matter how big how small as long, long as it pushes your you know pushes your comfort zone and it gives you more of a you know human experience before your time is up and for the most of the people that I speak to and who may or may not be on this podcast as well listening one of the quotes that I'm quoted on most is is people are dying at 40 and being buried at 80 a lot of people just give up they just they're existing not living they're living by this weird matrix default I won't get into all of that but this default rather than intentional design so if I can you know give them a a book give them a this give them, you know give them some tools even get them to take time out of their life to work on their life and that's a gift and it tends to wake people up it really does and a lot of people as you know sleepwalking through their life and i want to wake them up before they get a diagnosis because we all we all know people that get the diagnosis whether it be close to us or us ourselves and then they they reprioritize you know their life like in a heartbeat because they've got to use by day. You know, so I just want to wake them up before they get given a use by day. And it shouldn't take a diagnosis for them to recalibrate like that. Right? So at the end of the day, um, it's really cool when people share their bucket list, but there's to be no, there's, you know, you can copy, cheat, and steal from each other. It's okay. Um, and most importantly, is there's to be no judgment. Mm. No judgment, no comparisonitis or any crap like that. Agreed. Um, because it's not a pissing contest. Mine's bigger than yours or anything like that. It, it doesn't matter. You know, I deal with people that are um, close to billionaires in some of the groups that I speak to and other people on government handouts. It doesn't matter. It's about having a fulfilled life by your own perception. And once you do, you know, put a whole bunch of small things on there, and big ones, but when you write this stuff down, the first step is to write this stuff down and just get it out of your head and onto a paper. You know, remember this stuff? This, this. Well, I'm showing the screen right now. This is called a pen. I know, amazing. And uh, this is called paper. So it does this crazy thing called writing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Insert sarcastic voice. Um, you know, we're so busy on our daily to-do list that we forget about our bucket list until it's too late. So just like the movie, it's about two blokes that get given a cancer diagnosis and then they write a bucket list. It's a crap movie because it's about it's too late. You know, they should have worried about it before they got the diagnosis. That's why bucket list has got maybe a negative connotation with a few people. So what I would love on while I'll you're be- listening, while my gorgeous audience is listening to this, I would love that by the end of the, this interview, um, people would have written down maybe three things. My little challenge to you, three things on your bucket list that here's the key that you genuinely are excited to do, be, or experience. So it's not like, oh, I really should run the Boston Marathon, or it's like, oh, well, my friend, you know, wants to climb Everest. Like personally for me, climbing Everest. No, thanks. Scuba diving. No, thanks. Like these are things that I don't want to do, but there's a ton of stuff I do want to do. So what are some things? So I love that you shared the fact that you had. So when you're writing this stuff down to add to what you were saying, Natalie, is when you're writing stuff down, this is, this is the deal with any goal, right? Only, but only worry about the what and the why. Mm. 
mm. when you're writing this stuff down. Only worry about the what and the why, not about the how. Right? It's not about the how. The how, you don't know how it's going to come together, you know, but it's not the point. Just tap into your what tap into what it is. If it is Boston Marathon, well, cool. Write down Boston Marathon. And you've got a personal reason uh, why you want to do it. Very, very personal reason why you want to do it. Maybe it's a, a family thing. Maybe it's a personal thing. You're crossing off all the – it doesn't matter. But your personal why is the thing that drives you. Your, you know, your why is going to make you cry. And so if you look at, at a Leichhardt scale of 1 to 10, you know, the 8s, 9s and 10s in terms of inspiration for yourself, they're the things that you'll move heaven and hell to make, to make happen, right? But if you really think about how you're going to put it together – you'll be consumed by trying to put the steps together. People don't climb Mount Everest, um, you know, thinking about every single step. They don't. They just turn up. There's going to be elements thrown at them. So how can you plan for that? But the thing is if you actually just write stuff down for the first and get it out of your head and onto paper, that is actually the first step. And the world, the universe, whatever you want to call it, has a funny way of showing the how. Suddenly, and it's NLP, how we pick up information out in the environment, suddenly you'll be watching things on Instagram a little bit differently, a little bit closer. You'll, take, you'll pay attention to news in particular to your true north, your bucket list items that you've, you know, um, you know selected for yourself. You'll, you'll start paying attention to different conversations. And before you know it, you'll be creating all this kind of proof, evidence, ways forward that will create a path for you. The how will I love that I love that you mentioned the why. Do you encourage people to write down the what? So that's obvious, but the why for each of their what's like is that part of it in terms of I I do when when I've got time. Yeah. Yeah, I do when I've Mm. got time. I think that's great. and some people, their what's is just because, Trev. <laughs> I want to go to every country on earth before I die. Why? Because it's there. Yeah. You know, I want to climb that, climb that. Why? Because it's there. That, you know, whatever. It's not my why. It's their why. Mm-hmm. But there can be really personal reasons why. And some ran- really random stuff comes up. Oh, my God. Uh, how long is this podcast? I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me some of the common ones that we've heard before, but I'd love to hear some unique ones because I find not dropping into comparisonitis for sure. But when we hear what other people are doing, it's like, ooh, I never, I'm going to steal that, like you said, or I'm going to piggyback on that. I don't really want to do that exactly, but I'm going to do this. So I think it helps people to get the ball rolling. Oh, look. Um, I've got a guy. I've got. I've got a guy right now, a mate of mine, who's on a mission. He's just done his hundredth country, and that's, you know, that's that's no mean feat to get up to a hundred countries. So he's trying to do a hundred countries before he has his first child. So he's 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 on a mission. <laughs> um, I I did one last year. Was was actually on my bucket list for eight years, and I didn't have the balls to do it. And that was a stand-up comedy gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to do it because not because I think I'm funny, far from it, but 
I wanted to do it because it's it's all about the human experience for me and for others is all about just stretching the boundary, you know, and you never know, like I say, and I'll circle back to other things that people have done. I mean, I've got, there's 600 suggestions, right? there's 12 categories. The My Bucket List Blueprint is an acronym. So each letter stands for something. Wow. My My Bucket List. And it's designed to help people unpack what's in their head and get down, you know, get down stuff on paper. So each of the 12, it's like a 12-step program, <laughs> sounds like AA, um, but you go through the My Bucket List Blueprint and before you know it, you're unpacking all of this, you know, all this amazing stuff that it's only been a thought, you know, maybe down here, but now it's uh, now it's part of your list. So for me, it's helping people, you know, step into their potential. I, I, I've said for years, this isn't about ticking a whole bunch of stuff, you know, cool stuff off your list. It's really about how a person reverse engineers every aspect the aspect of their life in order to make the stuff come to fruition. It's the growth of them on this journey towards these self-imposed destinations. But more importantly, <clears throat> excuse me, not more importantly, it's about the person that exists on the other side. And that's the person that you do not know yet. And I'm going to say, how dare you go through your life? This one life that we have, how dare you go through this life and not get curiously excited about that? You know, that's what it's all about, right? People put a lid on it. They have a midlife crisis. They go, this will do. Really? You wouldn't wish that for your kids. You want them to, you, you want your kids to explore, get curious, have the best experience they possibly can before they kick the bucket. So why are you living this dull example? And don't, like you said, don't wait for some life-threatening situation or illness to come your way before you do it. Yeah, yeah. So I've had, you know, people put, um, you got all the travel stuff. They've, they've, you know, the My Bucket List Blueprint, it's actually, there's too much. There's, there's so many, you know, I'll give an example. You know, I gave a talk not too long ago. This girl came up, young, probably about 25, 22. Um, she, uh, she came up to me, you know, signing books and stuff like that, and she came up to me and was about, there was a, a, a line of people wanting to talk and question signing books and that sort of thing, and she was about five deep. And she was really looked looked like she was really nervous. And I, you know, I'm talking to people. I'm very aware of who are you know. I'm very aware of this stuff can trigger people as well. And I've had I've been full on abused. You know, like like I've had hecklers. I had a, uh, a, a it was a treasury conference. We had CFOs from all these publicly listed companies in this room at the high. I, I was a business breakfast. Everyone is a suit except for me. And I've got the tattoos and the, you know, dressed in my jeans and doing my thing. This guy gets up with it right in the middle and said, You, uh, this is shit and you are full of shit. Wow. I went, Wow. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't even had breakfast yet. Um, 
but I, you know, I, did, I went over to him, you know, the teacher, you know, the educator in me, I went up, you know, not confronted him, put my hand on his shoulder and said, oh, I value your opinion. Everyone else share that opinion? They're like, no, that's good. Um, but I could see a little tear in his eye and anyway, excuse me, sir, I love your opinion and you know what, uh, sometimes I can be, do you mind if we have a one-on-one after this? So we did. His wife was going through chemo. It triggered him and he was you know, not in a good place that morning. So um, this girl, five five deep, um, she didn't come up to the to, to speak to me. I could see her. She just darted off because she was getting too close to speak to me, not that I'm some celebrity or anything like that. Um, but then she, about two hours later she sent me an email. I give out my email address. She sent me an email um, and she said, Trav, I was in line and I, I got too nervous to talk to you. Um, anyway, here's my story. And she went into her own mental health battles that she was drinking, she was on drugs, going through depression on all sorts of things that they prescribed her. She was not in a good place. She's attempted suicide twice. Um and she wasn't going to come today, but really, really stoked she did. She, she just said, Trav, you've done, I don't know, you've done something to me today. I went, cool. And I'm going to be really, I'm acutely aware of that. You know, I mentioned Lifeline. I let, I, I mentioned, you know, the the uh, depression initiatives here in Australia because it was an Australian-based talk, you know, but but ring someone if this, this talk is triggered, you know, mm-hmm. go and seek professional help. Um, I'm not trying to be Dr. Phil up there and solve everyone's problem. Um, I said, all right, cool. She's reached out to me, which is great first sign. And I'm like, all right, I know this. I said, um, I won't mention her name. I said, look, what was it about the talk? And she said, I've never thought about my bucket list like that. And it's given me, it's given me hope. And I went, oh, you know, this is why I do what I do. You know, this, yeah. This is, yeah, anyway, that's my wife. And I said, all right, I've got to get on the front foot here. Get, get, send me, you know, send me your bucket list straight away. I want your bucket list like today, by the end of today, you know, just making sure that she's on the positive foot and, yeah. you know, regret her uh, reaching out to me. So I get, you know, make people accountable that way. She so sent it back. What's the biggest one that you want to do? Um I want to go to Italy and I want to do this and with my family. I'm like, cool, we're thinking positive here, not about the other stuff. I said, all right, all that's well and good, but, we, you know, to be honest, you know, Italy costs a lot of money. She's like, yeah, yeah, it does. I haven't got the time off work and blah, blah. What's the smallest, easiest to do thing that doesn't require any money, any time? You know, what is the, the low-hanging fruit on your list? And she said, this. And I said, do it today. And so she went and did it. I said, you've got to report back into me. Tell me, how, and I want you to do a selfie, all right, of you doing it. She did it. I said, what's the next thing? You know, just do, 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 because we, you know, over here we're potentially triggered situation over here. So if you make people accountable, it's amazing what can happen. She did two or three, four things, and, and we went back and forth. A week went by, and a month went by, and we lost contact. I assumed, safely assumed that she was on the right path. And about a year later, I get this message just out of the blue. Hey, Trav, see attachment. <laughs> it's her with a family in Italy. Doesn't drink anymore. 
off any antidepressants. Uh, doesn't try. Got out of a boyfriend, you know, boyfriend kind of relationship. Hasn't tried since. Um, and I'm just, I lost it. Still lose. Yeah, I actually got emotional when you said that too. And and so, and it's that it's days like that, Natalie, that that drive me to help more people. And uh, you know, there's been a truckload of that stuff. Mm. You know. Older, younger, um, and if I'm doing my bit and and helping change their narrative in their head um, by giving them some tools and and a, and a different way of looking through life, then game on. You know that that's I can die happy doing that. Yeah, for our listeners listening in, I think those tools are so handy. Like when you were saying, you know, which one's the biggest one? What's the most exciting? And then which one is the low-hanging fruit? Like which one is the most doable? And then do it today. That gives you the momentum motivation. Yeah, rather than just having a list that sits there that it's like, yeah, one day, someday, like when and then. Well, travel, travel, for instance, is what a lot of people think of bucket list is all about. Travel is the most expensive thing and takes the most time. Mm -hmm. But then then they're like living, like and our whole retirement system, superannuation here in Australia is built around 401k in America. Um, is built around retirement. You know, I'm going to do my bucket list when I retire. Dude, too late. <laughs> so, and a lot of people think bucket list is travel, you know, which is expensive. And, but no, there's, there's, I want, that's delayed gratification. I'll be happy when syndrome. People waiting for the perfect time or someday to come around. Yeah. I want people to be happier now. Because being happier now gets people off things like antidepressants. And gets people more engaged and we need better parents, we need better partners, we need, you know, our tribe, our mates, our colleagues to be happier now, not until later on. There's so many people waiting until later on, you know, delayed gratification. We live in a delayed gratification society. And, and you know, so a lot of people sacrifice their happiness to, to enjoy later, you know, but that's not helping with mental health, is it? Help people be happier now. So that's that's my narrative that I'm attempting to impart. And at the end of the day, it, I've got a truckload of proof that it's actually worked for a bunch of people. So I'm going to keep keep doing it. I think the ripple effect is so powerful for people that are listening and they want to write or add to their existing bucket list. I know you've got the blueprint, so we can talk about your book in a, in a minute. I'd love to learn more. But do you suggest people have kind of like categories? So you said like the tr- there's the travel thing and maybe wellness or fitness or friendships. Like, do you find that helps people to to kind of brainstorm a bigger list? Yeah, I'm going to say, you know, have a look at the TED Talk. That was actually one of the things on my bucket list. I did it in front of 2,500 people at, in Melbourne here. I was shitting myself. Um, you know, normally when I'm on stage, I'm running around like a uh, like a monkey. I was like a cage monkey on the red dot. Oh, yeah. Don't step four, off the red dot. Four cameras on me. And if you look at it, I'm like about three minutes in of the 18-minute talk. I'm um, just super nervous and uh a lot of people have watched that, which is cool, and it gives you, you know, it gives you some one context, and then two, we go into the into the blueprint, and uh, which is what the book's all, all about. And we've developed an app and stuff like that. But you know, the, the I designed the my bucket list blueprint real quick. It it starts with M Y bucket list. So M 
and this I'll go through this really quick. M stands for meet a personal hero. Y stands for your proud achievement. Um, B, buy that special something. U, ultimate challenges. C, conquer a fear. K, kind acts for others. E, express yourself. T, take lessons. L, leave a legacy. I, idiotic stuff. S, satisfy curiosity. And T is the travel adventures. Cool. So you go through all of that. You don't, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter which category it kind of fits into, but what, what I designed it to do is scramble your brain and, 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 and get you at least thinking these categories, which brings about not just about all the adventure and travel, it's also about legacy. It's all about what kind things I can do, you know, while I'm here. Um, so, yeah, we've had there's some amazing stories that have come out of it. I love a good acronym. That is like the longest acronym I've seen, but I love how you can just reel it off. Yeah, it helps that I've got that right in front of me and I've done it a, be- a million times. But Okay, I'm going to ask you the questions I ask all my guests. One of them is the bucket list question. And then I would love you to tell us where we can get the book. So what is one thing you've done in the last year where you truly upped your brave? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the uh the the stand-up comedy gig. Mm. Um so did they laugh? Was it funny? So how's this? My mate runs this uh place in, in Melbourne. It's called the School of Hard Knock Knocks. Mm. Now um Mori is linked in with all the stand-up comedians, especially around Melbourne, and it's a comedy venue. So you do a stand-up comedy course. Uh, so from on the uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you do three hours a night, and you're writing down writing down your um your 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 one liners or your jokes or you know, and you and ten other twelve other students or eleven other students. There's twelve students normally um, are led and coached by a stand up comedian, right? And you got an online portal. It's really cool. And you, you, you're basically getting up in front of everyone, standing on a stage at the at the venue in front of your fellow students, and you're delivering your thing, and um, with the idea of trying to put together a five minute bit. Because on the Thursday, you've all got to then sell tickets to a live gig. So literally, it's a baptism, a baptism of fire, where you, you're just learning writing, and you don't know really whether you're funny. But you're all like, everyone sells tickets, so you've got twelve or so people selling tickets, and they publicise it. And um, so we had a room of 120 people, which is pretty sizey. And everyone got up and did their bit, their five minutes, and then they had this two stand-up comedians sort of headline the whole thing. Um, that's that is the graduation, and so they film it. I've got it up online, um, and thank God. People, I didn't give a shit whether they laughed at me or with me. I just wanted to laugh. So apparently in comedy, you've got to make people, you've got to get a laugh every 15 seconds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that's 20 laughs. That's essentially 20 laughs <laughs> in uh, in the space of five minutes uh, for engagement. And so I, as you can, as you now know, I can tell a story. And so I'm up there telling my stories and they're just like, mate, get to the funny. Yeah. We don't want all the flood. I'm like, oh, God, I'm screwed. And people, people, everyone I told when I was doing the course, oh, you're a public speaker, you'll do keynotes, you know, you'll be fine. 
Nah, had to undo all of that and just get to the funny. Mm. And what I thought was funny originally is just sick. So I just don't, I had to really, uh, yeah, I had to really, so I had that on my bucket list for eight years. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was a hell of an experience. Um, Netflix hasn't called yet. I don't yeah. know why. Netflix has not called for that four-part series. I don't know. Maybe they've lost my number. I don't, well, I don't I'm going to go watch the video. I, I'm a tough audience. I don't actually laugh that easily in comedy-type scenarios. So well, I'll let you know. Um, bucket list. What is one thing on your personal bucket list? And here's the second part that possibly the Reality Check Radio audience can maybe help you with. Um. So, wow. Okay. Um. It's one of the most immediate ones. Oh, look, I've got I've got the you know every country on earth, and I'm I'm slowly working my way through those. There's seven man-made wonders of the world. I've got two more to go on that, being Christ the Redeemer down in Brazil and Petra in Jordan. I don't unless they can buy me a ticket, that'd be cool. Um so, we don't buy tickets. <laughs> yeah. Swim with the whale sharks is one of the ones on my bucket list. Um, uh, I did one. Yeah, there's another one. Um, I did one during the pandemic too that that people could probably uh, steal for themselves. I I read 52 books in 52 weeks. So um, I use this as part of my stand-up comedy routine as well that I did 52 books in 52 weeks. You know, this it started at War and Peace with really fine, you know, fine small font. It was about you know this thick, and it ended up in like Mister Men books. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I got the fifty-two done. Um, no, I read for, and they're the ones if you can see. Yeah. Behind. So for those of you that can't see, which is everyone except for me, yeah. um, Travis is sitting there with this bookshelf behind him, which looks lovely, by the way. And he's like, "It's I a real bookshelf. It's not. Them. It's not a fake background." Um, yeah. So those no. are the books you read. How cool. I actually read them, and and uh, but that was that was one, and and uh, and I haven't stopped. You know, it's just it's just part of my part of my daily routine now. Well, we'll let you know if we can help you um, swim with the what did you say, whale sharks? Whale sharks. That's okay. To go, um, have developed an app, so that was on the bucket list, and um, I don't know whether I should make this public or not, but I'm on the short list for a reality TV show too. <laughs> Well, I, good luck. They approached, they approached me. I didn't apply. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll see how we'll see how you go for that. So that's great because my next question is what is coming up for you in the next six months? Maybe a reality TV show. Anything no. else? I could be out of contact for six to seven weeks. So um <laughs> on a desert, on a uh tropical island. Oh my goodness. Um surviving. All right. Well, how can people connect with you online? How can they buy the, your book if they want to, or just reach out to you um, yeah. online and on your website? Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. Like, I, I, FYI, I give everyone my like travatthebucketlistguide.com, right? If and and please email me or connect with me, DM me on social media, um, Instagram, uh, bucketlistguide.travbell, LinkedIn or Twitter, whatever. Like. The door's open. I say that sincerely too, um, and I just want to help people. Go grab a book, watch the TED Talk. It's called Life's Too Short by Trav Bell. I've got a mohawk. Mm-hmm. And I Do got you currently that. have a mohawk? 
So no, you guys, he's wearing like, I don't know if it's man, man bun or man, man pony. Yeah, it's okay. a man. I just turned 50 too, Natalie. So I'm just stoked I've got hair, to be honest. Um, but now I'm sporting this man bun. But when I turned 40, mm-hmm. I got a, an FU, uh, FU 40 haircut. So that was wow. my mid crisis. And I got a, a, I got a, a mohawk, which was on my, and I wore now, that. Now everyone's going to go and watch it to see your mohawk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had a mohawk for about, I don't know, about five years, I think. Um, but then, uh, yeah, no, grab, watch the talk, uh, reach out to me, trap at the bucket list guy.com. Um, my website is the bucket list guy.com. And yeah, grab, you can grab a book from there as well. I love the, I love the consistency of your, of your marketing. Like anywhere you go, you guys, it's just the bucket list guy. You're going to find him. (laughs) That's pretty much it. That's so good. Hey, before we wrap it up, is there anything else you want to add or share with our audience today? I, you know, we all listen to podcasts. I want you to actually do something like, okay, so I want, I, I'm going to make you all accountable. So if you are listening, watching, however you're getting this, and you've got my email address, I actually want you to watch the TED Talk, read the book, whatever, and actually send me your bucket list. Oh, he won't, he won't read it. You know, that's the, that's the, the negative person. No, I will. And in fact, I'm building from the, this book to the next book. I want 365 individual bucket lists from all around the world. And I'm slowly but surely collecting all of those. So you could be in my next book if you send it through. Mm, there you go. There's a challenge for We're our audience. We're getting yours, aren't we, Natalie? We're getting yours, yeah? Yeah, you'll get mine. I'll be yeah. in the book. Um, that's our challenge for our audience to up your own brave, write your bucket list. Interestingly, I've been going on this show for, I don't know how many um, interviews I've done, but for over three months now. And I often yeah. say, hey, you know, send in a text to 2057 or send an email inbox at realitycheckradio.com. Um, realitycheck.radio, tell me your bucket list. And really they don't, they don't. It's not that I'm not reading them out people. So now with your guidance, with your inspiration today and with your acronym, I am imagining, I'm not just hoping, I really am anticipating that many people will create their own bucket list. They'll send it to you. Hopefully some of them will send, I don't need the whole list. Just send me two or three things um, for me to read out and inspire more people. Thank you so much, Travis Bell, AKA the bucket list guy. Uh, for chatting to us today. Thanks, Trav. Natalie, thanks so much. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.